Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look at what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. So this episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped store. Use the coupon code podcast to get 20% off your next purchase at store.untapped.com and the coupon code podcast. And remember to like and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet. That helps us keep this party going. Speaking of party, uh, it's tasters, right? Everything good begins with a taste. Um, maybe uh, a taste of paradise, an acquired taste, um, champagne taste on a beer budget. Although that one probably doesn't mean the same thing anymore with the price of a four pack. Um, <laughs> tastes as good as it smells, Maxwell House. And of course, taste the rainbow. Um, but there are, of course, other connotations to the word taste, like bad taste in your mouth. Tastes great, less filling. Uh, sorry, Miller Lite. Um, <laughs> a taste of your own medicine. So, okay, okay, what's, what's all this about taste? It's going to be a polarizing show, I think. But uh, the ask is, you know, how should you use the taster option in your untapped check-ins? Harrison and I polled the Drinking Socially Facebook group asking what badge should we cover? And the answer was clearer than your dad's beer. And we're ready with our appropriate size glassware and a brand new beer. Harrison, tell us about the badge. That's right. So tonight or today or this morning, depending on where you are, um, what time it is, we're doing Taster, Please. So the description of this badge is at a new place and don't want to choose a pint of something you may not like. Grab a few tasters, enjoy some small pours, and then decide which to upgrade to a full pour. Um, and this is not to be confused with the Taste Crazy badge. That's a one-time badge you can earn by checking into five different types of beer in one Ooh. day. So that's not happening now. That would be, right, we'd probably be violating some, something by doing that. But here we are going after Taster Please tonight. Speaking of taster, as we get ready yeah. to pour these beers, Harrison, do you have the appropriate glassware ready? I do have the appropriate glassware ready. John, what are you what are you doing there? What is that? It's a it's a, it's a ta um maybe Mike. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, How's this? all right. That might be might be on a something. Might be on a similar page. Is it the glassware that makes it a taster? I think I'm the taster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we try and figure this out, um, if you're not watching on YouTube, let's get to right. the beer real quick uh, because I'm excited to try this one. It comes from Highwire Brewing out of Asheville, I think, originally, and then Correct. Durham and Tennessee and even now here in Wilmington. So we're drinking Highwire Brewing's Low Pitch Hazy IPA. Harrison with yeah. the YouTube reveal. Yep. This is an American IPA, 5.5% ABV with 45 IBUs. Mm. Um, it's rated at 3.7 on untapped with less than 1,000 check-ins. They give us a little bit of yeah. a description on untapped. Easy drinking, hazy IPA, packs a bright citrus hot punch without all the bitterness. 
I'll admit I'm a fan of that, right? Uh, juicy American hops and a light malt bill make low pitch the perfect pairing for sandy shores, mountaintops, backyard hangs, or if you're like me, your own house all the time. Um, <laughs> Harrison, I see you've already got it poured into a taster glass. I do, right. I feel like Andre the Giant right now with a with a normal size <laughs> glass. This is I love drinking in small small glasses. What before you <laughs> taste it? What were you doing with the can? You were like, were you spinning it around just for show, or or was I? So they have this cool thing on their can. Um, it's the first time I've seen it, so I'm not sure if it's on all of them or just their hazies or whatnot. But it says, "Please rouse before pouring." On the back of it, and has an image of you kind of flipping and twirling the can. Which, like, rousing up yeast in brewing terminology means to kind of, like, kick them up off the floor of the tank so they can eat some more sugar. Sometimes you have to do that if, you're, uh, if your fermentation stalls out. You can kind of wake that yeast back up and let them finish up. But in this case, I think it just means to kind of kick the haze back into the glass if it maybe it's settled in shipping or, you know, while well, it's chilled out in the cooler waiting for you to get it. So I did a quick little flip there and it is, it's not turbid at all, but it's definitely hazy. It's definitely, yeah, it's got a nice haze to it. Mmm. Ooh, all right, let me dive in. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> and you're already done. Love it. Love this stuff. Anybody want a peanut? All right, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so first sip uh for calling it that uh it's so tons of fruit and like i'm pretty sure they have amarillo in here they must because that's like what i'm getting it's like amarillo it is got a nice like um sparkly bitterness we're gonna call it like a carbonated well bitterness right it's like light but it's it's bubbling around i can feel it kind of like popping off on my tongue like some bitter pop rocks but not overwhelming at all this is great five and a half percent too i was hopeful when i saw this you know I, that uh it would be something that perhaps would become kind of like a a summer go-to or a spring go-to i was looking for something that won't knock me down but has some some flavor so this is as so far with sip number one uh as advertised what are you getting in there though john what are you experiencing I, I think for me the you once you said it I started just <laughs> tasting it all over that sparkly yeah. bitterness is yeah it's almost like it's and not I would say it's almost like dry right not to brew right. IPA not going down that road but right. more of like a dry than a super bitter flavor but uh, but I it's. It's got more as five and a half percent. We drank some really low calorie beers uh, last season on on drinking socially, and those were just like you could just you could just I could would like shotgun would be fine. Yeah, um, exactly. to to get through those. This has enough flavor at five and a half percent where I know I'm drinking it, but I it tastes to me like the candy you used to get out of like the quarter machines when you'd have to put a quarter in and like turn the crank and this candy from yes. 10 years ago would fall out. Yes, it was still good, out. but it had this like sugar sweetness that I find in here. That's delicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like, right. Like a, yeah, I get that too. That kind of classic, like fruity malt candy kind of thing happening that you're right. You, 
gosh, I was always the kid who tried to get the stickers and wanted the cool like Ninja Turtle with the lightning bolt that ended up getting like the Barbie who was sitting down like on the ground. And I was like, <laughs> what is, why is this even a sticker? This is useless. No one would like this. So I never had luck. Well, <laughs> I should have known then what, no. you know, not a gambling man. It's just not my, it's not, it's not my speed. But um, yeah, some lessons take a while to learn. But any, but at any rate, um, no, this is this is tasty. I'm just kind of looking through the check-ins. It must be a relatively new beer, as you mentioned. It's only like 700 or so total check-ins. 200 of them this month, and we're you know really now. I guess it's halfway through uh, through February. So great for good timing. It's getting warmer soon. I hope. Hmm. Uh, another thing about this, drinking in this kind of vessel is it's like, right, like you saw, you gulp it down and it's just like, you can take one sip and it's gone and then I might as well refill it up. It's like, using a glass that's small is a good way to drink a beer quicker than you realize because each sip you have, yes. it's like, oh, it's yes. gone. I got to fill it up again. Might as well finish it. Right. And then you do that four um, times and the beer's disappeared. My first taste, I felt the same compulsion, just drinking out of a of, out of a small glass. It's like almost like going to a tapas restaurant or a small bite, you know, like a deviled egg. Yes. No one eats half a deviled egg. You just put the whole thing in your mouth, <laughs> um, and that's 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 what happens when I'm drinking out of a taster glass. Right. There isn't much tasting. It's just I better finish this in right. one gulp. Right. Or it's oops. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean that's what we're gonna we're gonna I think learn. There's a a wide range of correctness when it comes to taster glasses and taster culture. We're gonna dive into that in a minute. And I did see in check-ins a couple hours ago from recording that uh, the, the work for your beer uh, gals checked this in not too long ago with a bunch of other high wire beers, which is pretty cool. Um, if you have not checked out, they're stocked up on Untapped's YouTube. You can see what's in their beer fridge. A lot of sours and other sweet beers. But uh, check it out. It's on Untapped YouTube page. But that was pretty funny looking this beer up. And the first person that I saw was someone we, John and I, did yoga with not too long ago that uh, I'm still feeling proud of. You could maybe say I I survived. (laughs) That was a blast. I mean, I, I, I hurt in places I didn't even know had muscles the next day. So that tells you something. (laughs) <laughs> it was one of those times where I'll never forget. I'm always wrong when, whenever like my wife will ask me a question, she already knows the answer. Um, and then I just, she was like, are you, should you stretch before? No, right. honey, it's yoga. <laughs> it's not, it's not designed to hurt or make you sweat. <laughs> All it is is stretching. And then I think, I don't know, three minutes into it, yeah. I was sweating um, and I couldn't keep up. That was a one of the many times I've been wrong. But <sighs> Won't be the last. The cool part about the taster badge, yeah. I don't think you can be wrong. You can debate it, which is my favorite thing to do. But I want to say that it's almost impossible to get this wrong. Yeah, let's dive into that badge a little bit and start, start this uh, wild debate. Or I guess we'll see what happens next uh, of flowing. So... What's not up for debate is how you can earn this badge. Check into five beers with the serving style of taster, and this is levelable up to 100. Um, so I personally have a ton of work to do 
Um, I am a level <laughs> one right now. Womp womp. Three away from a level two. I guess after tonight I'll be four away or two away. Um, and I earned it with a pole with a beer called Polar Bird from a winter warmer from Fly Machine Brewing Company. Um, which you'll hear that name perhaps a couple more times uh, tonight. We'll get to that though in a, in a in a hop skip and a jump. But because um, I look at flights there, and that's why that really too much yeah. about my take on the taster. Um, that's uh, I was at flights there, but I don't, I'm not really a flights guy. I, I do it there because they have so many different kinds of beer that they brew. It's kind of like I'm, I'll stand at the menu for 10 minutes before making a decision of what to buy first. And then at that point, I'm like, forget it. I clearly I just need a flight. So that's really like the only place I do it. So I wasn't surprised to see that this was the beer that uh, unlocked this lonely level one for me. But John, where are you sitting with the uh, with this taster, please, badge. Well, Harrison, uh, my background in sales has trained me to say that I have uh, twice as high of a level as you. Oh. Two times farther. Great. 2x. Um, Good return. Yeah. So I'm at level two. <laughs> and I earned my level two while I was at home. Oh. And I was checking into a beer called Basa Basa. Ooh, okay. Which had like pea flower. It was a purple beer. It's from Bramari Brewing in, in North Carolina. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly what was happening when I did this, but I looked at my check in photo and there's just, it's in a pint glass with maybe two ounces of beer in the bottom of it. Mm. And I, I flagged it as a taster. So that's how I earned it. But I mean, really, I think the question that we've been tasked with elaborating on is what is a taster what deserves your taster flag when you're checking into a beer on untapped right cool and mark started a killer poll in the facebook group a big friend of the podcast mark is helped us out many a time uh when it came to some of the beers we've had on here so not surprised to see that uh, that Mark was stirring the pot a little bit on the uh, the Facebook group with this post he put out the other week. Um, kind of to, to summarize it uh, quickly, saying, forgive me if this has previously been covered, um, but how does everybody log their flights at a brewery or bar? When I was an untapped newbie, I logged them as tasters, but after a while, I realized that a taster... It's usually a much smaller thimble-sized drip when requested from the waitstaff. Am I cheating by logging them as drafts now since they're not full pints? So love this. This is like a thought that I feel like a lot of untapped users have. Even just beer fans kind of maybe in general. Like when do you use the term taster? Uh, You don't want to get obviously the order wrong at the bar. So I want to be clear there. I've been in that situation a couple of times, um, yep. but uh, for many different reasons. But um, but this is great. So what did we kind of what did what did, what were the initial reactions on the group, John, when he posed this out? So, yeah. So Mark got a lot of coverage uh, when we saw this. Uh, this Mark made this post before season four when we were when each episode was going to focus on a badge, but. Uh, anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself in the, in the, in the, in the 
poll answers. I think the largest, the winner was yeah. based on the volume of beer you're drinking. Correct. A lot of people set measurements, like if it's less than eight ounces or less than exactly. four or less than two yep. ounces. Yeah, it was overwhelming. That yeah. seemed to be the way that a lot of people would like kind of quantify, is this a taster or is this a draft or can you have a a taster from a can and then there was the opposite side albeit not as loud where they were like if it comes from a tap handle it's a draft right so right exactly that begs the question how do you even get a taster then right it a those are called dregs, and it's some of the first beers I had were just the leftovers in someone's can. Yep, I know. So it was it was yeah, 101 people voted for anything under eight ounce is a that's a half pint is a taster. So uh, that's okay. And then the second most votes a 20. So way I mean the, the eight ounce and less is the winner by far. But 20 coming in. The David uh, Metzen added saying it's whatever you want it to be. You set your own rules. Love that. I'll elaborate more on that in a moment. And then, right, as you said, someone else said, um, right, if it's pulled from a tap handle, then it's a draft regardless of size. And then Mark put another suggestion in there. They got some 13 votes saying, let's have, you know, untapped add another serving cell called flight, which would probably be really hard to do logistically and like from a user interface side of things it might be might be tough and really i mean when you look at it look at the actual badge itself the image of the badge is of a flight i mean i'm, I'm pretty sure when this badge was added that was the that was untapped thinking was people do lots of flights and taster glasses let's create a badge for that experience um, and that would be definitely easier than like redesigning on taps. So you could check in four beers at once and call it a flight. That's a big lift that can't just happen. A badge that can happen a little bit quicker. So, um, and I, that's me kind of just piecing things together. That's by no means like the, I don't think the official, it's just me using my deductive reasoning, watching a lot of Sherlock Holmes show. And here it is on display. <laughs> I, I think so. The one thing I'll say with confidence is that, you know, when Untap launched those serving styles of draft and can and bottle and flight and crawler and growler, the mo- most of them are where does your beer come from? Right. Was it in a can before you drank it? Was it from a tap handle before you drank it? And taster is like the only right. one that's really subjective. Right. It's you maybe Harrison, you're you just cracked open like a, a Bourbon County 2016 and you don't want to really share it with me, but <laughs> you'll pour me a little like an, a little nip and maybe I want to check it in. So I'll check it in as a taster. That's I think is right. a taster from a bottle. Right. And I think that makes sense. But at the same point, if I go to flying machine with you and we can't decide, so we order a flight of beers. Yeah. Um, I know personally, I usually check them in as draft. Mm-hmm. You can tell because my draft badge is way up here right. and my taster badge is level two. Yep. But I don't think there's anything wrong with knocking it as a, as, a ta- as a taster. When you're out, I think it's really subjective. The time I'll get kind of critical on this is if we're at a beer festival. Right. Then I feel like everything should be tagged as a taster. Yeah. but. Again, that's subject. That's just what I think. What about you, Harrison? 
So I kind of have a couple different factors that I am constantly tracking in the back of my head when it comes to a taster. And it really probably stemmed from the, my first experience with the term was, you know, a young craft beer explorer in the wilds of Philadelphia. And I went to, uh, went to a bar and they had a bunch of beers on tap and I saw one that looked kind of interesting, but it was probably like a huge stout. And I was like, oh, I, I don't want to, if I don't like that, that's a heck of a commitment. Um, I'll just try some. And so I flagged the bartender down and said, hey, can I try um, that beer? And they walked back with a whole goblet of it. And I was like, oh, man, I I messed up somewhere. Something got broken down. And I don't know if it's someone that was <laughs> with me or a stranger who saw my kind of the look on my face when I said try and a whole beer showed up pass down the knowledge of like you should if you want to try something you should ask for a taster of it that way they know you don't want like a full pour and so early on in my beer journey that was like that was the the word that i had on the tip of my tongue when i walked into any bar was what's am i going to grab a little taster of and that was a taster was like an ounce or two maybe in a shot glass or whatever they had nearby that looked kind of clean they could shoot some beer into and give it to me and deal with paying customers because at that point i was just a tourist because i hadn't really bought anything <laughs> so um so again this all so um so anyway but again i evolved as we all do in our life hopefully but definitely in our beer journeys um and kind of now the way I, I I look at it is if it's a flight I see a flight as like a is a, a a taster and it's more because I really feel like you need to have at least a half pint of something to like understand what that beer really is like you should sit with it for a little bit and experience it as it gets a little warmer in the room and that that whole thing you you've heard me talk about but I, however I do I kind of allow myself throughout the year like four or five check-ins and I'll check these beers into untapped from a taster that is like a tiny pour, whether it's an ounce, two, three, what have you. They're usually from like really high ABB beers. And I never rate those that I, those um, untapped check-ins that come from an ounce or two or beer. It's, it's, it's really like the, the vain bad hunter in me. That's like, wow, this is a crazy burial beer that'll never exist again. And I have it right in front of me, but I don't have time for a pint of it. So I'm going to grab a little shot of it, get my six pack and get out of here. Um, but I want to log that I had it because it was cool. So um, that's kind of how I approach it. So I don't rate the ones if it's less than kind of a flight size. And if it's a flight for me, it's going as a taster. But I don't, like I said, really do flights anymore. Um, so here I am just sitting, looking at level two of that badge, hoping to, to get there one day. But that's, I probably put way too much thought in it, but that's where I, that's where my island is kind of a taster is right up perhaps a, a range of things, but certainly yeah, below a certain uh, ounceage is something they all kind of share. Can you still call it a taster if you've drank a pint of it? There's definitely a logic puzzle in there right. where like nearly every taster was, would have been a draft if only you gave it a little room to grow. So there's a big like right. if then paradigm that happens in right. here. But sure. but I I I I don't know. I think you could easily argue this either way. There's there's a very gray thin line where your <laughs> where your serving style goes from taster to 
if if we were in the UK, we could get third pints. Right. Are those tasters? Exactly. Um, so I don't. I feel like it's more subjective. Yeah. Was it? Uh, you know, did you just rent the car, or did you test drive it, or are you leasing it? Mm. It's well, mm. that's no, that's a bad analogy because no. those are legal things. But yeah. uh, but a, a lease is a way of renting something. Yeah, I think you're right. There is a, but it's slightly different. Sure, that's a good. I like that analogy actually. Um, right. If you never go back to the, the car lot, sure, you have a new best friend that's the car salesman <laughs> stuck in the car. But I think after a while, but common use laws, you'll own that car. If you just drive around with it for 20 years, they kind of can't take it back by then. So that's a heck of an investment of your time and somebody else's. So pick your car salesman wisely. Make sure they're funny if you're planning on using some weird weird loophole to, to get a free car that takes two decades of your life. Um, or at least looks resourceful, <laughs> maybe. Not have to be funny, just kind of, I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you guys don't agree, please let us know. Comment up in the Facebook group. But John and I, it sounds like we both kind of stand on, you know, there's a, there's a range here we can all happily, should be able to all happily live in that is a taster. Um, yeah, the, the point is don't abuse it with great... Check-in power comes great responsibility. So don't be the guy out there, right? That's just uh, just claiming he's having drafts of everything at the beer fest. Calm down. We're worried about you. That's a lot of drafts to be having in a day. <laughs> There's a different badge for that. Um, and speaking of different yes. badges, oh, this is exciting. There's a challenge. I I kind of issued you, Harrison, but I said we were going to need some help. Yep. to materialize. So I want to take a second, give a big shout out to Travis. Thanks for sending me a message on untapped. Uh, huge shout out. Yeah. Uh, Travis, you'll have a special episode coming up around the middle of March for the badge titled. I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, Travis actually noticed that Harrison and I are at the same level on that badge. It's also low. Um, oh. But this being the year of the lager, Travis challenged us to level up the I'll Be Bach badge. And then we're going to feature that badge uh, in a, in a mid-March episode right before National Bach Beer Day on March 20th. Yes. Which is awesome, Harrison. The Bach challenge begins yes. right now. Yes. Good luck to you. You as well. It'll be fun. I'll, we'll all be Bach, drinking Bach, and... Maybe listening to Bach? I don't know if we can afford that. We'll see. Come with me if you want to. No, it's a different <laughs> one. Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. But that'll be awesome. Yeah, Travis, that was so cool to see that you did that and took the time. So we really appreciate it. And here we go. We're off to our perhaps first of many bad challenges of the year. We really leave that up to you guys out there. We'll see how this challenge number one goes. I've got a lot of box to go through. Which can be pretty big beers, so keep an eye on my check-ins and how fuzzy those pictures look, and you'll be able to kind of tell how I'm doing. <laughs> There's no way for me to segue from that, but I uh, want to take a minute to just yes. advise you to, you know, to maintain your own safety because um, I need you on the show. It's important. And and but okay, so I'll transition away from that awkwardly. Just you know, pay your healthcare dues and all that stuff. Um, getting towards the end of this show, it's time to highlight a verified venue on Untapped. Yeah. And this one is kind of both close to me and Harrison, and also close to a lot of other people. Yeah. We're gonna highlight High Wire Brewing. 
specifically the location they just opened up in our hometown in Wilmington, but it's not their only one. Right. And okay. So for me and Harrison, this is probably going to be the place we go when we level up our taster badge. Cause True. we'll go there and get a flight. When I'm at home, I just drink the whole beer. So I right. usually check them in by the can, <laughs> but, uh, one huge benefit to following someone like Highwire on Untapped is they do $3 pints on Mondays. Mondays always suck. And these are like half to half price pints. So that's, yes. you can go on Untapped, you can check out their events and you can see them on there. But also every Highwire Brewing Tap Room is verified on Untapped. They've yeah. got two in Asheville. There's the one in Wilmington that just opened up. There's one in Durham, North Carolina and Knoxville, Tennessee, which is an amazing beer city yeah. uh, out in Knoxville. All of them. Highwire does a good job, I guess I just learned, of setting up tap rooms in cities that have good beer. Indeed, they do. Um, so check them out on Untapped. Anything uh, special that you wanted to talk about from Highwire, Harrison, yeah, so before we wrap up? Absolutely. So they're doing something pretty cool. It's a new uh, beer series. They have a lot of really cool beer series. They have like the... Um, I think it's the hazy, juicy, hoppy, and fresh, which is a bunch of kind of like New England style IPAs. And they also have a new one um, called High Wire Loves. And so uh, this series is a collaboration-based series where they'll brew a, a limited-release beer with another brewery that they like. Um, and the beer is always different. And the inaugural uh, version of this, uh, a batch of this is Highwire Loves Wilmington, or WILM is how it is in the can, and they collaborated with Fly Machine Brewing Company, who we've talked about a ton, and we'll talk about more. Um, and they made a pale ale hop with Sabro, Citra, and Cashmere, and it's in cans, so if you're... It mm. should be distributed, right, most of Highwire's footprint. I don't think it's just in Wilmington, but I'm going to keep an eye out for it this weekend. I saw it just start to get checked in, I think, just a couple days ago for the first time on Untapped. So it's out there. I'll get my hands on it and uh, check it out. But, but keep an eye on that. Like I said, they're going to be brewing with breweries all over. Um, so maybe if you can't grab this one, there might be another one closer to you as this Highwire Love series moves on. All right. Well, what an episode, guys. Well, the debate of what is a taster may rage on unsolved. What we do know is that exploring new beers is good. And really the size of your glass, whether it be a thimble or a two liter boot, I mean, it, that just comes down to your own personal preference. Choose wisely though, because too many boots can lead to a different kind of booting that will wish uh, have you saying you wish you had just a couple of tasters and didn't go all in. Um, and, you know, as always, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, jump on podcast on tap.com. Like and subscribe if you haven't. Um, but John, what's uh, what are we looking towards next week? What's on the horizon? <laughs> well, folks, look out on the horizon <laughs> with my telescope. Perhaps get a little Avasti scurvy dogs. Mm. We've got the swashbuckler badge on the plank, <laughs> um, or some pirate voices, maybe. Yep, Did you know you used to be able? to set your Facebook preferences, like the language preference, you could tell Facebook that you were a pirate. That's right. And Facebook would rewrite everything in the language of a pirate. Uh, good old days. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> next week, 
We're still chasing lagers, specifically the German Schwartz beer or a dark lager with the Schwartz buckler badge. That's right, so grab ye eye patch and sharpen ye peg leg, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>